truth be told, I haven't had many people to tell my stories to for quite a while now. Not since my wife Shirley died. It's game time, people. The prison's up here on the left. I hope this place has power. Here goes. Welcome to We're Live Archive, Yay. Chapter 5, Part 2, with our guest, Nate G's. And as always, we have the avatar of the people, Graham Bechtel. I love that you said that now. <laughs> with our, I know. I, what, what can I say? I, I love it You were now. so against it, and now I you're was, so for I was. I was like, you want a title? like That's kind of so I long. Do, I do want a title. I mean, it sounds like something The Rock would have said in his <laughs> WWE days. That's right. The avatar of the people. You know, <laughs> gotta it's, be a it's, showman. It's got a very The Rock feel to it. I know. That's why I like <laughs> so it. Great. I always like The Rock. I'm Thank impressed. You. Yeah. Someone else gave me that name and I stuck with it. Um And we have Brian Lincoln on the editing system back there, giving us tons of input on, uh, well, the, the session backgrounds. And he has a whole bunch of cool little bloopers for us to get in there mm -hmm. later. Um, and yeah. Casey Whalen, uh, of course. <laughs> there's no bloopers. Oh, I mean, no. <laughs> I was recording. Let's be honest here. One take wonder every time. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, do we have any really good bloopers? We're, uh, we're I'm Nate, sure there's a lot of mess mistakes that I had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> so let's just roll in. I guess uh, we'll start. Oh, and I forgot. Shanti is uh, behind the camera, our producer of We're Live Archive. Nope. And myself, I'm Casey Wayland, the writer and director of the show. I want to say that this was around the time that we started to do like the whole three-page switch. Because yeah, the method's got down much better. That here. took us a while to do. Three pages. Yeah, yeah. So the so to record, you know, we had these, you know, the scripts. Right. And at first, you know, you were just like turning each page, but each time you do that, you have to wait for everybody to turn. No one turns the page at the same goddamn no. time. Right. Like, you, you, nobody and then they get page in my mind. We had to go back, and then I think it was, yeah, because this was like the second or third recording that we did. Oh, you know what? My my son is coming through my laptop over I here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, let me fix I, that. I just thought that was my stomach. <laughs> wow. I, I, I heard it earlier. There it is. Like, All right, oh. now, now it's turned off. There we go. Uh -huh. Oh, my baby making, monitor still. My stomach's making baby noise. Oh, no. All right, okay. It's, it's growing up so fast. Yeah, we, your stomach. That's right. We did. We did finally figure all yeah, that out. I, I'm pretty sure this was. It was around that time because I. I remember thinking, if I can remember correctly, it was working with Bert and Lizzie. I was like, well, working with Scott and Blair. I was like, wow, we're moving really fast. But I think it had a lot to do with the techniques that we were doing also. In the yeah. Recording. We were getting better, like, because honestly, when we first started, nobody did this. Nobody does round-robin recording sessions like this anymore in studios, and especially, like, uh, they used to do them live, so they wouldn't do this sort of, like, if you if your page is on the mic, your page is on the mic forever. Yeah, so, like, they would, they would, like, have a whole bunch of stuff to try and prevent that, but, yeah, so this was, like, a whole new experience for us of how you make this thing work, and... What did you think when you first came on to the recording studio? Like, like did you, you haven't done, have you done anything like this no, no, this is my only, this will, this is most likely will be my only experience like this. I think I want to keep this special for me. Aww. Um, But, uh, yeah, I had no 
clue what I was getting myself into, which is usually a good sign. I mean, that's that's, kind of how I live my life in general. Yeah, I was like, I was curious at how it was going to be produced and recorded. I didn't know that we were all going to be in the same... I thought that we were all going to be in, like, a, like a booth one at a time. You were going to just record all the songs. Like most me. like most cartoons. Yeah, and, then, do, and yeah. then I would hear everyone else. Because I have, I have done that before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I to, to actually have everybody there and interact... It was like a jam session. Like, yeah. every, every time it was like a jam session. And, and because the actors were there, we were so much... At least the uh, performances felt a little bit more authentic to me. Oh yeah. Not saying that you know the 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 standard typical animated recording ways aren't you know. Yeah, there's no feedback. There's no reaction. There's there's no yeah. there's no moment to moment where right. is what you really really love as a performer. I mean I don't know what it felt like to be uh, the director, but to to be able to get in there uh, with Blair, with Scott, with Jim, with you know everybody, Claire, um, and just sort of bounce off of their energy. Is like a, a performer's dream. Yeah, it's, it, it's one of the reasons why, like, everyone talks about this medium, like, audio drama. I don't like that term. I call it audio theater, specifically what we do, yeah. because it is oh, theatrical. For sure, for sure. It is, sure, it is the engagement. Sure. Like, it is a stage that all the performers have to be in a present state. Otherwise, it just doesn't work. And that's why a lot of audio dramas I call dramas, because it is that, oh, we record six different people and just put them together. Put them together. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, and that's the thing. That's what made the live show so dope, because... The live shows were basically kind of like just a continual version of what we did when yeah. we recorded. So yeah, we just couldn't mess up. <laughs> again, uh, there are no outtakes. Not for Saul. I'm throwing that out there. None of them. Oh man, that, yeah, but though, oh man, the live shows were so much fun. And yeah, yeah. honestly, uh, I'm I actually want to do more of them in the future. I actually, my my dream is to one day have a place in L.A. That literally like has shows weekly that people can come to and do stuff and like and and really make theater for the mind like a real venue. That'd be really fun to do. That that is something that I will say. I was supremely impressed when I when I first heard the very first episode uh, because even though we're recording it and you're telling me yeah it's gonna have this sound effect (laughs) it's gonna be like this and I'm thinking to myself. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I'm a little bit too ambitious about this, but like, I applaud your ambition. Like, yeah, I'm for you, man. I'm in it. But then when I heard it, I was like, oh no, like, this is like a whole world. No, this is like really dope. Like, kudos to you and all that, uh, all the people that were involved in terms of because the, the sound design is awesome. Even the music, when I'm listening to it now, because I've listened to the whole first season, uh, it's been a while, but re listening to, like Graham said, the music in itself, and I'm a big, big big fan of score music it mm-hmm. sounds really really on point it, it works and the weird thing is a lot of this is samples like a lot of the first really? season is samples because we had we didn't have full bill musicians so what i did was um i would find samples of pieces and start combining them together put stuff here oh, uh, wow. a lot of a lot of the stuff is is from some sound generation software and some is mixes of, of previous stuff so it's, it's really just a lot of experimentation in the beginning and uh, honestly i loved the actors being able to give me feedback because it was the organic process of figuring out what the hell we're doing it is hard i feel like jim was giving you feedback like all the time like i feel like you were just like okay it's that jim dude again i'm like not gonna answer the phone <laughs> No, I love Jim. Like that, the great thing about Jim was when he, we had him on set, he was the Michael leader. Oh yeah, he was. Like he really like that was 
it was his character on and offset a little bit. It yeah. was like he's a very uh, he was just a, the, he was the adult of the group basically. <laughs> East of the adult of the group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, we're, we're kind of kids, and, and, and Jim's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love him so much, too. He's, he's the best. It was good to actually work with him because I had known Jim before, uh, we were alive. So when I saw him there, I was like super stoked because I, um, I, I had uh, I always heard about him, and one of my acting mentors was uh, a good friend of his and, talk, and spoke very highly of him. Um, and the fact that I got a chance to work with him was really cool. So. Yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. Uh, we, we do miss him. He's down in Louisiana. Uh, we don't get to see him as much as we used to, but uh, we do miss you, Jim. We do miss you. So rock on. <laughs> well, let's, let's jump in here. I, got, uh, well, I have some more stuff to bring in for part three to ask you before we begin, Uh-oh. so we'll, right, we'll jump into right. there. <laughs> about your mysterious disappearance right. in mid-season two. Oh, we're, oh, we're in episode two. Yeah. <laughs> we're in part two, by the way. Where we get to find out how right I was on the very first episode of this uh, of this very archive podcast. Okay, now I need to know why. So let's get this underway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious too. I'm like, how is Graham right? Oh, just you wait. One thing we did do replace the theme is not the original theme here. It's not? No, this was the one that was made later on by uh, Daniel Burkhoff Hopkins Lady. for We're Alive, and I went back and put it in the original episodes because... It's not very similar. It is very similar. Uh, um, I wanted our signature to be throughout and consistent. Mm-hmm. Written by... So it's one of those things where it's like, oh, we so, had a better theme in season like two or three, and then I brought it back. You George Lucas, the Star Wars. Totally. <laughs> yeah, I George, I you, you George Lucas a lot. You did, you did the Ewok celebration song over. You can't even get that original Ewok song. It's gone. It is completely wiped out. Really? Yeah, yeah the original one from uh, episode six. Yup, yup. Yep, that one. Wait, Yub Nub is gone? Yeah. What? Now, now it's now it's something. I mean, it still has that sort of basis, mm-hmm. but now it's totally it's more airy, more. Uh, I would say Caribbean flavor than it was when it was first done. Uh, that's a bummer. I like Yub Nub. I want to note here, we have maps in 2009. If the apocalypse happened now, they'd have no fucking maps. Yeah. Like, there's no maps. Have you tried to find a map lately? Wait, they don't sell Thomas Guides anymore? I have not found one. It's not like we can turn... Yeah, Thomas Guides. You can get maps from, like, of, like big states from AAA, but you can't get those little books, those, like, E5 books. Yeah, the Ram McNally books, the Thomas Guides, you can't get them. They don't exist. They stopped making them. Mm-hmm. That would have been a bad. Wow, that's. Yeah. Why is that? Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, what was the what was the youngest blue? I bet it's uh, in Arrested sure. Development. It's safe. Oh, it was, it was George Joe. Michael? No, George Michael. No, but the the youngest brother. Oh, not Joe. I don't get it. But uh, uh Buster. Buster. Yeah. He was a cartographer. Safest. <laughs> I, I feel like this is Buster's moment. This is. <laughs> we may survive. If I was a betting man. I'd say there's a bunch of convicts still in lock. We're talking about the prison, Eastern Bay Prison. Eastern Bay Prison, which is a combination of Eastern State from Pennsylvania and Pelican Bay. Left him in there to rot. If you're wondering. Should we do something? I did a documentary on Eastern State many years ago, which is why I'm very connected with prisons and jails and things. Because it's... I've always been invested in the psychology of of, uh, of inmates and things like that. Yeah. Where's Eastern at? Eastern, uh, Pennsylvania. Clearly, uh, isn't full of white-collar criminals that cheated you. on their taxes. All right, because my mom used to work into the uh, 
That stays. It's in Pennsylvania. Not that possible. Correctional facility. Shit. I mean, I'm from Philly. Look at so, this. So I'm no way I can get my mom. Mad. I have to ask Hold my mom. Is she familiar with Eastern? Does she work Albert? in uh, correctional Looks facilities? Looks like we have no choice. There? What's that, darling? There's some gnarly the other route that we right? might be able to use. The uh, the interesting thing about this prison, and this is the first time I ever had known anything about Walking Dead when I talked about this prison, uh, because I talked about it with my brother, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Well, you know, there's a prison in Walking Dead, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." And he's like, "And they and he's like, well, they stay in it." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool. I'm, they're not staying in it." Um, so I actually have the characters talk about why it's a really bad idea to stay there. So that was that was why. That that came up in the series. Eastern States in Philly, by the way. Everybody's got it. It's, in, oh, okay. it's off of Fairmount Avenue. Yeah, okay. I swear to, all right, all right. It's yeah. a historical site now. They don't actually use those prisons. Yeah, you can get tours and stuff. It's pretty creepy. Yeah. A bit worse. They do stuff around Halloween, so. <laughs> so if you're in Philly, go to Eastern State. And then just imagine that you're driving by in a Humvee. <laughs> I was young and stupid. If you uh, if you want to learn more about Let Eastern State Penitentiary, there's a, probably a documentary in the lobby called Eastern State before. Living Behind the Walls that I was the uh, associate producer and editor on. So. Judge wanted to make it. By the way, the uh, thing that I was right about, the first thing I said, yeah. Saul was in prison. Did you? Oh. I said that on the first, very first episode, oh, yeah, yeah, where I'm like, Saul's very connected to prison. To being in things. He, maybe he was in prison, and you're like, maybe. And it kind of passed. And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, I don't know. Saul was in prison. That. I don't know either. I have a weird brain, but I was like, I just put two and two together, and when that connected right now, I was listening to this. I was like, yes, one for a gram. <laughs> Connecting bits. Was that intentional? Like, did you think that when you were writing the first scenes, or was that? I just might like, have, yeah, because I a lot of the backstory for the for the characters was already pre-established for season one before we even started. Mm-hmm. So, so when you're directing, when you're directing, like, directing Nate doing his scenes in the first episode, or like I don't think I told him that, but I think I might have had it in my head. Oh, okay, cool. I'm glad I caught that. Military. I don't know how I caught it either, to be honest with you. I just I I made a leap of logic that ended up working out. Most of mine don't, but that one did. Once again, we're back to you. So. This, about that. Can you pause for a second? A lot of people wonder where Bert comes from. And this is like the, one of the quintessential moments of my father right here. Where you can be talking about a story and then he might all of a sudden make the story more about him. Mm-hmm. And like, it, it uh, seems no, like that's all parents. My mom. <laughs> yeah. I do that. <laughs> yeah, so that, that was like, that See, was. See, I just my, did it right now. <laughs> That was my inspiration right for that. Um, but even specifically when he's like, back in my day when when you was either you know prison or war, you know that was the choice you were given. That's actually one of verbatim his stories of like. Is your you dad know, Bert? Is your dad the inspiration? My for dad Bert? is a major inspiration for Bert. Okay. Um, I, I pull a lot of pieces of him, um, but then I also mix in my own. Uh, Here's a question for you, Casey. Answer. Who did you see yourself? In what character did you see yourself the most in? Michael. Michael, because of the. Awkwardness, not being able to talk to girls, the the just the it's a weird internal struggle that he has in the beginning of like adjusting from military life to civilian life. Like specifically when he went back to class, that mm-hmm. like mimicked a moment when I went back because I went from Baghdad to the classroom within a month, wow. and that was very jarring because literally I like step into a classroom and I went to a university where was, mm, a lot of spoiled kids who don't care about their education, and I went in there and I'm like. Do you understand how much I sacrificed to sit in this chair right now yeah. compared to you sitting next to me who is like shitting on the class that I'm trying to listen to right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, okay. So I, I really struggled um, with a lot of anger issues too of how to make that adjustment. And so 
that's sort of the the Michael in me there is, is that mm -hmm. instance. But lots of little things, I think. And also, I think he has the most vernacular that becomes me. Yeah, that's, I can see that. I did, That would do what makes me recall that very first scene when they're in the, the school, <laughs> where it breaks out. I love I'm being scene. direct. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I'm, I quote Michael now in my life. It's like, I'm like, how is that rude if I'm just telling you exactly how it is and how I feel? Like, how is it wrong? But, yeah, yeah my wife hates that. <laughs> All right, ready? Carry <laughs> on. Truth be told, I haven't had many people to tell my stories to for quite a while now. Not since my wife Shirley died. And now we know but Shirley. Done after your wife? This is another moment. Well, that way she's always with me. This is a moment where you get to see a little bit more about Bert peeling back the layers a little bit, which is cool. Like, this is the episode just peeling back the layers of the onions. Okay. Every five minutes is like another another major thing that Liver twists cancer. how you think about a character. Even Lizzie later on, you get that. Quick. Bert's such a weird scenario because the zombie apocalypse saved his life. In the shop the last yeah. It really did. Like he he would have he would have spiraled down a drain in the direction he was already headed had this not happened and the people come to him like they did. Just glad to have someone to listen for once. So the crazy thing is he loves both of you at this moment. He really does, but it's in his own way. Right. Uh, how can you be kind of? But he doesn't drink because his wife had liver cancer. See. Yes. I have the degrees and the diplomas on my wall. Which is you know. Shitty. As we know. See what. Uh, of course, I had practice patients but, yeah. in college. Everyone has those. But after I, I had a practice therapist. Did you have a practice therapist? I had a practice therapist. That's where this came from. Didn't have the chance yet. Uh, what was that experience? Motivated to. It, I, I was in a relationship that wasn't going well, and I just they were like, "Do you have anything we can talk about?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm in a shitty relationship. Let's talk about that." Why not? So, and they basically it was just going through that, and it was just basically me talking to them and them telling me to leave them. Well, why didn't you so. just change majors then? Yeah. Hard to do that when your daddy's footing the bill. Yeah, and it it, it just easier to pay. I in the end they were right. Um, it just point? took a while to figure After that out. All was said and done. But like, so That's like practice, a practice therapist is, is that a therapist in training? Not yeah. Before, not during. And I think they're practicing now. Um, Maybe that's why. I it was like a friend of a friend kind of thing. It seemed to happen. That was interesting because I had never been to therapy at that point. I was like, I want to know what this is like. Yet you skated on your father. You also learned about. A little bit about Lizzie's background in terms of her social status, too, because we know yeah. that she has a father that at least has enough money to pay for her to go to school. Yeah. So that means she's from money, but yet still has the ability to shoot a gun. I realized it after Todd. So. I don't really I, want to have to go through I, um, Lizzie's one of the... She's actually from a very wealthy family. Um, but it's one of those characters that, like, oh, this is the world you get thrust into. You have to... Live in it now. Just Money means nothing. So, it's not what are you gonna do in this? So, and I she think, has to step to the plate. I feel like she's the kind of character that would have resented being from money too. Like almost like like being with Todd and Todd. I don't know much about Todd yet. Man, I don't Todd know just sounds like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he does everything. He, he was does. in the motorcycles, but he's also a status. He's a status level down from her at this point. Yeah. So that means that she's actively yeah. trying to get out of that rich girl yeah. life. Of which would make sense why she's into the, the Re bad guys. Rebellious a bit. Yeah. She's not your typical, like, uh, person that would be just living off of their parents' trust funds. In fact, that's not yeah. Lizzie at all, so. It definitely made her a different person, for sure. Mm -hmm. Some of the worst of the worst. Yeah, Todd's a, Todd doesn't seem like a good person. <laughs> he definitely wasn't. No. no. But he actually was going to become a full-blown character. Mm. But he got caught because... 
too many voices. Too many voices. Yeah. I'm trying to see something. I'm trying to see what? There's nothing to see. Come on. All right. All right. I'm going. So this is us to uh, introducing us to the Eastern you State there, uh, or Eastern Bay Prison, or what he did. and just <laughs> the presence of it, prison, and who might have been there, um, which is important for the story. Let's just focus on what we need to do. Yeah. How much further now? If only there was another we're alive property called lockdown <laughs> oh that's not even that's a ja- that's a jail not a prison oh it's not oh i see okay i was thinking i don't know anything about lockdown yet but i was assuming... yeah there's a mid-roll there there's a, there's a mid-roll yeah. In this one. yeah but no there's there's a very diff- big difference between jail and a, a prison even this is all the way down to the inmates to jurisdiction everything's so different it's like a whole different world it's federal as prison as you got as far as we yeah did. the worst the worst in there mm-hmm. oh thank you no more rain are they by a bay though? Right, There's still a water sound. Um, like that a, is probably uh, the gutters. Precious dog. With, oh, okay. with with like, and the wind is still blowing too. If you listen closely, it's that playground wind that I use all the time. I know that one. I've used that in my things. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Graham is now a sound designer. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was that one too. I was going to ask about. it. I was like, is that playground? It's a playground. It's, my, it's okay. my favorite sound effect for wind. It's my go-to. It's a good one. It's got those little birds. Like, mm-hmm. Wait, what's the difference? It's very calming. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. I'm Sometimes I'll just put that on just while I'm doing other things. Just have it like, oh. <laughs> Alright, that's kind of lame. <laughs> <laughs> when a sound designer says that, <laughs> Different type of fuel for different... That's what it is, man. I'm having a calm day. I'm going to put on playground. <laughs> oh, this is one of my educational moments, like trying to teach people the difference between diesel and uh, gasoline. Uh, if you actually had to, like, tell the difference, you could, uh, you could look. He won't have a greasy and the gas goes bad. Most people don't know that either. I think I have that mentioned as a note, too, that was like, oh, good info about diesel and unleaded. I have that right there. That's good info about diesel and unleaded. No idea. And I then, to show you. So, so, uh, pause it real second. So, so Lizzie's actually kind of, you know, to, to borrow my nickname for a second, she's actually acting as, like, the avatar of the people here a little bit, yeah. too. She's the everyman in this character, like... Uh, this is you need to tell people how this happens, and so you have Lizzie ask these questions or not, or mm-hmm. just like they're like Bert and Saul just offering that information to Lizzie as if she doesn't know, even though she probably does because that's kind of what I they mean, do. I think, I think Casey did a really good job of that because I felt like Pegs was a lot of that, yeah, too. yeah, like she was a lot of like the avatar of the people. Because I mean, mm. if a zombie apocalypse goes down, I'm glad I did four seasons of this, <laughs> <laughs> but prior you think you'd have a chance now? I. Mm, uh, yeah, I mean, more than before, at least. Oh, yeah. You could at least be the sure. guy that goes out. I mean, and I'm finds not going to go detail. straight to the prison. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> Where would you go now? Um, I mean, the to be holed up in a in a tower sounds like a a, a smart idea. Um, but I I, I don't know. I, I think I would try to I would try to get to water as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. That's the I think that's usually the universal sort of feeling. Um, but then you get to Hawaii and then they're out there and you're like, fuck, I gotta go to the Forbidden Island. Oh, I don't have Hawaii credentials. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> you're you're, you're, you're going to get over there in the boat. You're going to get over there in the boat, and they're going to be like, go. And I'm like, it's a zombie apocalypse. And they're like, are you local? Are you a local? Uh, locals only. Locals only. Uh, Sorry. Not a local if you were a local and infected, we talked, but, you know. Yeah, but you're not. Maybe. Mm. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> Thank you for positive. <laughs> yeah, I think we're good. Now she knows. 
Ugh. Yeah, she is the everyman that you can't explain to. That's an exposition thing there too. Is like, where's the film? You know, Harry Potter. Where's what? How do we know about the magic magical world through somebody who doesn't know it? Right. It has a faucet pointing down somewhere where we can fill one of these up at. It'll be green for diesel. Uh, I can't see from a pair. Also, hold on. We have to tell colors verbally because there's no way to know color in uh, mm-hmm. without without it. It's one of those things that has to be said, otherwise you lose it. Green for diesel. Yep. Do we have a pad there. Uh, looks good. Go ahead, start her up. So how come the car starting doesn't attract the zombies? It's uh, it's kind of an even drone. Okay. It's not very loud. Daylight quick. Uh, it doesn't Bro, carry very far. A gunshot will go much, much further. Lost a little mm-hmm. bit of time, but not enough to make me worry. I just didn't. Can we get past the road warrior stuff already? Probably not yet. Not yet. Also, um, think of this: uh, they are attracted to gunshots because they know that someone's there, versus oh. a truck, which is like mobile. You know, got it. If they're smart about it. Flip that switch over. So Bert really sucking backing up a truck is a uh, quality of me. I can't back up a trailer to save my life. I don't know if that's important, but it's there. Yeah, something enough. Huh. Oh, there's your there's your TV cathode ray tube, right? <laughs> the little electricity. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember that from the first one. Actually, what is that one? Let's see it, Brian. I don't think that was actually a cathode ray tube on this one. That wasn't. Oh. Yeah, we can just keep going. It's okay. Yeah. I wanted to include these post-apocalyptic things like Road Warrior and all this stuff because no other zombie movie is, they don't reference other apocalyptic stuff. Yeah, the intertextuality is pretty solid in this one. Yeah. That's a fancy word for one movie referencing another. Film classes. They are worth it. Say that one more time so they can hear it. Intertextuality. I've actually... I haven't heard that in a long uh, no, time. I, I've never even heard it before. Oh, I'm a, I'm in a film critical studies class right now. I hear it like on the regular every five every I five. I always sentence. loved my film like critical studies classes were always so about good. three quarters full. They're my favorite classes. I think I get to learn watch movies. I know. And talk about them. <sighs> Said that 20 minutes ago. Like it's going. Listen to a cool podcast and go in and talk about them. <laughs> this is like the uh, the equivalent of my film studies class. We don't for the day. Do you really want to come back here anytime soon? Besides, it's easier to drive. How that pump sound? Is that a pump? Yeah, it's a pump. It's an actual pump. Okay. It's a little like a water pump? Yeah, it's a little water pump. Like a little motor on it. Here we go. Much longer. Maybe around 20 more minutes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drop beats. That whiskey from my house? That could burn off some time? That Middleton whiskey? Back at the gate. So, Don't be an idiot. plant that the whiskey, whiskey's in the car. Yep. That's a thing that I have to do. home tonight? I was thinking we could stop off at a Motel 6 on the way home. Hmm, very funny. But I'm serious. So was I. Oh. Why am I going to drive? Bird doesn't joke. Right? Just so, just, there was like no, like, he, she, the disappointment in Lizzie that it's not like some sort of flirt. She was like, He's oh. in combat mode. Yeah. Oh, there's just nothing to that. You mean like really just go to bed? Okay, yeah, okay. Less chance of any hanky-panky if I'm laying there. Trust me, that's not going to happen. Isn't it? <laughs> what was that? Don't put anything past Saul at this point. No. Looks like we're leaving with what we got. Saul, shut up the pump. I'll cover you. 
those footsteps sound a little weird. Yeah, that was what I was going to say. Yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a can. That's, that's, that's a can footstep right there, I can tell. Can footsteps are so hard to use. Still I know. Nothing beats the Foley of footsteps. You got a Foley. That's, I mean, it's a, it's a principle now, but it wasn't always back then. Sometimes I was like, well, I'm in my living room, or in my office. It's like 1230 at night. Do I want to Foley this or just drop it? Drop it. sound effect. <laughs> and then eight years later, you're like, oh, I should have used well, a Foley. <laughs> early, early on, doing Foley was really difficult because I didn't have a Foley stage. Like oh. I did, but I had to go there, put the session in for just one footstep. Sometimes oh. it's like, nah. Stupid little shit. Thought he'd get the drop on me. Oh, so Bert's hand cannon is literally a cannon combined with some other stuff, too. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a little mix of stuff. Here's where the music cue, I really first noticed it. Like this part right here where they're doing the, like the getaway kind of thing. Drive. You had that action. Da -da -da, da -da 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 -da. Street shot up. Like really pumping through here. Be all right. And then you go back and listen and it's all there. Sweet Jesus, that was fun. Lady. Shit. Okay, I have a I have beef with that this sound effect right here. I beef yeah, with it. Yeah, uh, lady is very loud. Yes. How is lady heard when you're driving off in a truck, a diesel truck, which is really loud, driving away? How are you gonna hear a puggle in a hybrid of that far away? I'm sorry, it's just not gonna happen. Well, <laughs> there was a. An unspoken lady. No, no. <laughs> a lady. And we were just happened to hear what Saul was hearing in his head. We had a telepathic link that uh, Saul and Lady yeah, have. Yeah, it was, it was the distress call. Why, why, why did you leave Lady in the car? Damien would like to know. Well, oh, why, why was she left she? in the car? Yeah. Why would you take a dog out of the car, like, when you're trying to get something done? Like, the, like pump, like, uh, think of it like this. If you, if you took the dog with you while you're backing up a truck and, like, Getting a, it's just you no, know, you just leave it in the car. Yeah. And the reason why you could hear it, what do you do when you leave a dog in the car? Yeah. You roll the window down a little bit. Yeah, but they're still I in know, another car driving away, Casey. But I would say and that diesel trucks are loud, man. In the visual of my mind, I, I just <laughs> see, I see Saul there, and then he's just. It's, it's like just a split screen. Well, I mean, <laughs> you and you know, lady barking, but he feels it. You know why this stands out though is because every other piece of sound thing is so well thought out and so like on point that something like that that doesn't is like a leap of logic kind of turns your head and you go, wait a minute, why is that? I know, well, I know, narratively why say, we had to have that sound in there. I would but say like, you would hear something. Would it be that loud? No, no, not even close. It wouldn't be that loud. It's it's. The the loud uh, the the way you hear it there is enhanced so you can actually hear it. But if I was to mix this nowadays, I probably would. Put I mean, it lower. and this is a minor, it's a minor minor thing. People listening to this probably like, who cares? But I was like, I just wanted <laughs> no, to I know. No, it's valid. You it's know. valid. It's if, totally valid. If we're doing it in future, that would scenes. be really really disappointing if they got all the way to chapter five, her lady Bart from a different car and go, you know what? That's it. I'm Fuck this. I'm in. Like, <laughs> my suspicion. To willingly disbelieve this, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not going to watch any more of this. This is this I'm out. That would be tragic. That I would know, be awful. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just being nitpicky because that's what I do. Oh, I love it. That's why you're the avatar of the people. You get to give us that perspective. I gotta give you some shit. All right. They get that particular. Also, cliffhanger at the end of this. Yeah, it is a cliffhanger. And episode Does Saul survive? A part two cliffhanger. Not even a part three cliffhanger. Part two. Yeah, these are these these are the little in betweener weeks that like the the original fans from like 2009 were like. <gasps> 
But nowadays it's like okay, and I'm just going to the next episode. Yeah, but back in the day, you couldn't. You had to yeah, wait, wait and wait. And I, were like, I listened to that episode on the plane, just so you know. And I actually did wait for like an hour before I listened to that part three. Yeah. Uh, one did because you think Saul was going to be. Uh, no, because Saul had like plot armor built. Like, <laughs> like we yeah, at first. Armor. First of all, I also plot knew armor. that I I had recorded with you later on, <laughs> so I knew uh, you were still around. True, uh, but also true. too, this like just true. just in like the general thing, I'm like, there's no way Casey's gonna kill off. He's not George R. R. Martin. He's not gonna kill off one of his main characters like that in the first five episodes. Maybe six episodes, maybe seven, but not Saul either. Like Casey, didn't you say that? You have a lot of like respect for George R. I do, in I do. But earlier episode, you talked about. I that? I do have a lot of respect for him. He's one of my favorite authors. But I actually kind of do agree with Graham. My style of killing characters is not the same as his. What um, would you say is his style? His style Willy-nilly. is. <laughs> Willy. um, oh, so he just like picks a hat out, and, uh, <laughs> a name out of Who's gonna die? You're gonna die. This chapter, you're done. I think. Uh, well, put it this way. I think sometimes he um, uses characters' deaths to um, for motivate to just move the plot along mm-hmm. and to close up uh, holes rather than some of the um, rather than having the deaths mean something more. Okay. That's been something that like my, my perspective about it is that like um, if you have a character die, the story a could not have possibly moved on with them still part of it, mm-hmm. um, and b that the story needed them to die. Like it's just yeah. it's so crucial that 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 they're supposed to die at this moment that it contributes to the rest of the story. Whereas yeah. I feel like there's so many deaths in, in his books that you can't do that for all of them. I think if there was if there was to be a character that died in this moment, it would not have been Saul. It would have been Lady. Whoa! It would have been no. It would have been <laughs> because be, because yeah. La- I, I'm glad that you know. We know, Lady doesn't have plot armor, plot fur. Right, plot. but but also Lady's death would mean something to Saul, like specifically in terms of his character. That's true. So, but and, but, I mean, but like, how successful are shows in killing shows dogs? Kill dogs. John no, Wick. They, oh, John Wick. There's two oh, of them now. Yeah, yeah that's a sequel now. All about killing the dog. Yep. <laughs> I'm just saying, but yeah, there's rules that you don't do, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not saying I wanted Lady to die. I'm glad that Lady survived. But like, you know, I, I also know if, if there was a point to, to kill somebody at that moment in that cliffhanger in that car, mm-hmm. it's not going to be Saul. It's I'm not. Mean. That's I'm all. Mean. So I'm glad you chose the, uh, the more humanitarian, humane society route and didn't kill you. <laughs> uh, okay. But uh, well, that'd be, that'd be some episode three talk. All right. So some uh, part three talk. But. Speaking of which, I know we have a couple fans who have some very interesting questions coming up here for us. So let's go ahead and jump into those now. Um, let me see. Cat E over in the live stream chat says, "Nate, what are you up to now?" A lot of writing myself. Uh, wait, is Cat? Uh, Cat E. Cat E. Yes. Ooh. That's the name that I have in here. But let's say. Cat with K A T and then then Big E is the last name. Oh, I like it. Okay, yeah, a lot of writing. Actually, I just uh, I just shot my first little directing thing. I did a nice little short film. Yeah, we're in in post production. Something I wrote and directed uh, and cast, which was fun, and I got a chance to write it. It was the first time I ever been the person in charge. And Mm -hmm. oh man, what a learning experience. Did you like it? Oh yeah, it was definitely. It was a shit show. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like, it was a total shit show. Like, like, it was you, only, like it was how only, long was it? It was uh, two days. Uh, we prepped for about a week. It was two days of production. We prepped for a week. I mean, I, I've been working on the script since May. 
Uh, and we shot it earlier this month, actually. Oh, cool. um, wait, no. Is this October? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We shot it last month. Okay. There we go. Uh, yeah. Uh, we shot it last month. And it's October. <laughs> Damn near November. <laughs> it, was, uh, it, was, it was a two-day shoot. The first day was a nightmare, uh, but the second day, we, we actually finished the first day like four hours behind. And then the Where'd day. you go? Uh, we were here. Uh, it was uh, shot up in um, uh, Van Nuys, mm-hmm. uh, indoor location, but of course there were. There's all types of things that could go wrong. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and it went wrong. How long uh, was it? Uh, the the film now we just got a rough cut of it. It's about six minutes, which is good. Yeah, um, yeah we just wanted to enough do... to for people to digest. Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be nice and fun. I mean, I'm a very big critic of, of my own work, but it, it's, it was it was definitely uh, cool and and to see people say my words. I I I, I, I definitely want to chat with you about that too about like how that moment of having people uh, embody your creations is both. It's thrilling because you're like, yes, this is actually not just in my head. It's like it's there. And then it's also uh, excruciating because you're like, no, this isn't quite what I saw in my head. This isn't what I... A compromise. That's it. That's the... Like Uh, where you want it to be and then where it is and then... And just just living with that is such a unique, unique thing. But it's something that uh, I I truly... Enjoy and looking forward to doing more. Please of that. share, and if you share with us, we will share with I, I will all of you. Everyone. I will definitely yeah. do that. Hopefully, we'll get it. Um, I'm actually meeting up with uh, a composer uh, this week. Oh, nice! To put some music to it, and Ew. we have to add some um, stuff in After Effects. But I'm hoping to get it done uh, by the end of next month. Oh, we'll, awesome! Yeah, yeah. The minute it's yeah. done, we will share it with you. If you awesome! Yeah, or it's a whole whole new sort of thing. And then also, I got cast in a, another uh, film. Uh, a guy that uh, I worked with before, a writer director named Craig Jessen. Uh I did a, a film of his called a, um, a Theory of Time Travel, or Promise of Time Travel. And then he just uh, they're in production now. And I'm in for a, a little bit of it. It's called uh, Beyond Methuselah. So I'm Ooh, Methuselah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm so glad to hear yeah. you doing more. Yeah. Like when we last talked, you were like, I know there was, I think there was a time where you're like, ah, do, maybe I'm, you were like, yeah. didn't want to do as much acting. Well, I mean, I, 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 the, 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 my story with, with acting has been such a, a unique, beautiful thing. And it's not, it's not something that I, like, you know, I, I've stopped. It's just mm-hmm. that I've, I've put a little bit more focus into uh, the writing and the producing parts mm-hmm. of, of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I try to do every... I try to do something, like, every year, acting-wise. I mean, there's going to be another full push for me to do stuff. I know that. I have it inside of me. I just... Mm-hmm. Lately, I wanted to sort of get more... Because I just... I love creating, man. It's yeah. play, dude. It's, a, it's an itch. Play. It's an itch. You have to, like... I'm, I'm the same way as, like... If I go too long without writing something or... It's like, I will go crazy. Yeah, like, yeah. You, know, you just get... It just comes out of your pores. Yeah, well, that was that. See, that's I don't know how you felt because I don't know. Like, have you ever? Yeah, you said you got cast in um, the audio drama from the from the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, have you ever thought about directing yourself in some of your? I just did it. Holy like, shnikes! How was that? Uh tough. Uh, matter of fact, I just did. Um, it's on our. Is that the Raven? Link, yeah, the Raven. Mm-hmm. So I just did a dr- dramatic reading of Edgar Allan Poe, um, and. That was tough. Yeah. Because I'm listening to myself and I'm like, that's shit. That's shit. Yeah. <laughs> Redo that one. And then I was like, uh, just every little aspect of it, just divulging into it and figuring it out. But I'm also like, I want to do more now. Yeah, I can like, see that. I, <laughs> I had so much fun doing it. And I'm like, 
I want to do the Telltale Heart now and the yeah, Cask of Montiliano. Like I really that's like, enough. I had so much fun doing it that I'm like, let me just do this more and more because it's it's one of those things where I've always relied on other people to fill the voices in. We're literally like, I'm in this room and I set the microphone up here and I went between the computer and the microphone and just did the whole just thing. Done. That's dope. And I'm like. All right, I'm done, and I just did it in my one room, and I'm ready to go. That's dope. Yeah, so. I mean, that's one of the things that I learned from, or I I felt when I was doing the directing of the short. I was like, man, like, I mean, I cast other people, but like, I was like, yeah, I'm, I think the next time I do one of these directing things, I'm gonna try that sort of, you know, try to direct it while performing, and it would seem too daunting at first, but when you're there, you're like, no, actually, I could do this. Yeah, you could do it. You have to be really connected with it. Yeah, well. yeah. Well, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't direct anybody's stuff, other stuff. I would only direct something that that I wrote. Um, I always recommend sense. if like somebody's doing the act of directing, like if they haven't done a lot, it's like always like just have a an AD for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Otherwise, it's just like you're just you can't. Yeah, yeah, no, focus. no, no. I mean, even even with, I'm, I had an AD. On this shoot, and I'm glad I had her, but she was phenomenal because I, there's so much that I missed easily. <laughs> I realized I realized I am really not that great at attention to detail. I am <laughs> a big bigger picture yeah, person. First AD is yeah. absolutely <laughs> crucial if you actually want to make a film. <laughs> yeah, whatsoever. The, like the, the the sometimes you can also be drugged down by the details too. So and like yeah. not get a shot done because mm-hmm. somebody's like trying to adjust that one light for like oh no, hours. we went through that. Like our first shot took 17 takes. That's <laughs> Retarded. Getting warmed up. Good. Getting into it. But, that's true. I mean, that's that. I'm I'm stoked to see it. I'm excited. I'm I'm gonna be super happy. I'll share the link as soon as I get it with you. Sweet. Man, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. super excited, man. It's something new for me. So. All right, I have a few more questions for you, but cool. Graham, you need to leave. Uh oh. Okie dokie. Sorry, Graham. It's all good. We'll make it quick. There's only a couple. Oh, it's cool outside. It's hot in here. So. Oh, he's <laughs> the way to make like, us feel bad go. about ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know? a little bit better. Jeez, oh. man. Oh, We're that. releasing him <laughs> from his prison. Um, let me see. Okay. He's gone. Uh, so Alex Hall says, in your last scene with Lizzie, what did you do to make it sound so authentic? It's one of the most perfectly executed audio scenes ever. Man, that whole session was intense. Mm-hmm. I, I goosebumps thinking about it. Yeah, that whole session was intense. Um, have you seen the? Fo- we have photos from it, and like no, you I, see I, everyone's faces, and it's like the emotional mm-hmm. connection with the material was. The oh no, I I, rem- I rem- vividly remember. I remember the lights being down. I remember mm-hmm. us. Oh yeah, no, I, I for me in in that moment. One, it was very easy to just sort of place, because um, I had already developed a you know a working relationship with with Blair and and the character itself, very very uh, much in touch with it. But um, oh, like adding, the other mic is sitting here, like, so I was worried about you getting like oh yeah, no no, no, no. I, I also like adding it, adding noise. But but I I, I remember uh, thinking very much about my sisters. Mm. Uh, and uh, I think I, I'm not always the biggest uh, believer for performer use substitution, but in in that sort of situation, I just thought about like the people that I cared about the most, mm-hmm. and that's what made me sort of deep dive into a uh, you know a place to be. Yeah. It was fun, like that that was that was truly fun because I was I will um, who asked the question again? Uh, Alex Hall. Alex Twitter. Hall. I was nervous as hell. <laughs> before the recording really? I remember thinking to myself I was like oh man I hope I don't fuck, it, fuck this up like like that would really suck like if I would you know not deliver at this point in time because when I finally found out where it was going I was like oh 
this is awesome. This is great. This is, oh shit, I got to do that. <laughs> this is so yeah, because you didn't, you didn't know that nah, she didn't. was, no. you found out in the script, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you okay. never once told me, you said, there's big things, don't worry. And I would always complain, like, you know what, Casey, you better make sure like, whatever happens, it's <laughs> is dope, man. Don't worry, it'll be dope. Trust me, it'll be really yeah. good. Well, it's, it's like, it's one of those things where like, if I'd have to tell every actor every little detail of all that would happen or I just let you guys discover it on your own and the self-discovery is kind of like uh, the, where the emotional the, that's come the fun. out. That's yeah. the fun. That's the fun. That's the fun. I was so glad that I got it that way. I remember, and I remember uh, my girlfriend at the time, um, we had since broken up, but I had, I had to tell her, I was like, yo, babe, Saul dies. She's like, no. That's so cool. Like, You're right. You're right. You're right. That is right. pretty cool, huh? Um, another Damon question because he's in the live chat and is interacting with us. Uh, what was your favorite scene to record? Of all time? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. My favorite scene to record. I'm not going to lie. Like, the the most fun, probably because it was a little bit after I got back and, and, and I was really feeling the character. A lot of my favorite, favorite scenes uh, were the beginning ones. But also the ones with Victor and, and Constance. Uh, mm. Those were those were so brilliant. You had a, um, there was your triad. Really you had another triad. Th- that 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 and, and I I love this the 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 Scott and the the Blair ones, but there was just a really good instant chemistry. I remember the very first thing with Constance where I had just met her. Casey goes, "Okay, now you guys are fighting," and we were like legitimately, it was like sort of like hugging, fighting, or or so, so sort of sitting. And I was like, "I don't know this girl," but okay. And she was game. And we, we were sharing a mic, and we were just going. And I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a lot of fun." Okay, cool. Let's mm-hmm. do this. Nice. Yeah, that was I remember because uh, Constance came in with such intensity. Yeah, like man. she was. She was CJ. She was, she was CJ, CJ to a T. She, CJ, she was CJ. CJ, I don't. Uh, uh, that character like was is my favorite character in the entire series. Like I had uh, waited she was, so long. She's money for her to come out. Like she, she is in this episode, not in it in its own way, but like in chapter yeah. five. Yeah, that's her voices. team. That's her voices. Yeah, that's, that's her yep. team of that's people. He, she was already working through the story in that's her stuff. own way, um, and failing at what she was doing in the story, mm. and I just like. Oh, she's just and she her road is not complete and we're alive either. Like, I didn't realize going. that. I thought those. I thought it was the prisoners. Hmm? I thought it was no, no, the, no, no. The that's, that is the prisoners, but the the ambush site. Uh, those were that was her team that was uh, at the ambush site. Gotcha, gotcha, got, gotcha. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, she yeah, explains yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. So and that was a that. that was the big event that sort of like brought down almost her world as well. Like yeah. that was that they were the unlucky tower yeah. versus the other lucky tower. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, just the two towers and the contrast between them was a very stark, stark thing. Those are some great questions. Thank you all for joining us for, uh, that was Chapter 5, Part 2 of Lady in the Tink with Nate G's and Graham Bechtel and uh, Brian Lincoln uh, and Shanti. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, We'll be back for the next time for Part 3. I was thinking we could stop off at a Motel 6 along the way home. Cause you know I'm tripping Cause you know Casey's a flipping Talking about pancakes Blow me boys Now the zombies come Oh 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 Mrs. Zombie Let me know you want the threesome Yeah (laughs) 
That's it. I want my cucumber. That's it? We good? That's it. Always.